it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Mark K, there is plenty of parking at the TPC this week. I repeat, plenty of parking at the TPC all week. Thank God for that, man, because holy cow, it was it was monstrous, especially on Saturday. Getting out, holy, I mean, the lines were just were ridiculous. And they sold out the parking like weeks in advance. I mean, but like days before we even got there, there was uh, there was no parking. But man, what a, if you if you miss it, if you didn't go out there, if you didn't catch on TV, let me just say this. What an anticlimactic TPC that was, wasn't it? I mean, the guy the guy that led the first day also led the second, the third, the fourth days. And then he just won the thing. There was no, there was no battle to the finish. There was like nine people came in second. Very, very anticlimactic. Not, to, not, no surprises whatsoever. But the sawgrass splashes were delicious. What's up, everybody? This is Marque. You are listening to the Marque show. I will say this too: the pollen. Holy cow! That's not something I'm going to miss when they move this thing back to March. I was out there Saturday for a couple hours and uh, you know walking around. Which, first of all, I'm not in physical. I'm not in really good physical condition anyway. So as soon as I walk back and forth along the course one time, I'm sorry to breathe heavy but when you throw in the pollen count wow i mean it's just it's been a ridiculously bad uh pollen season uh, so far uh, for the summer one of the worst on record i I mean i I was thinking about it as i was suffering through church yesterday you know sneezing and coughing and hacking and thinking i should really leave but i also don't want to go to hell uh i was thinking you know if uh, this is such a a powerful you know this pollen is such a powerful force if someone were able to to make it concentrated and and you know like forget like isis forget the trucks and the bombs and things just if you could figure out a way to massively spread pollen in a in a major suburban area or an urban area you would people would be i mean there'd be there'd be nothing for us to do we're just gonna like curl up and lay down and there was a picture by the way there was a picture, by the way, that was circulating the Internet of, I guess it was video, this truck or this tractor bumped, like tapped a tree in the woods and the pollen just like a huge cloud. As soon as this tree got tapped, just whew, everywhere. And I and I watched the video and I sneezed. That's exactly what I, I watched the video and I sneezed uh, just like that. So, so you know, be careful out there. You may take your Sudafed, uh, take whatever else you get. Although I can't take Sudafed because it gives me high blood pressure. So either I can't breathe or, I, you know, I die of a heart attack. Either way, it's like uh, it's Mother Nature just basically telling me to stay inside. Uh, speaking of staying inside, this is very exciting. One of my favorite sports uh, is getting closer and closer to being a reality here in Florida. And that is gambling. I always feel like uh, of all the sports, gambling is the very best because, as I said before, you can do it inside. You know, they bring you drinks. Uh, what else is, you know, you don't, you could win a lot of money. Yes, you could lose a lot of money, too, but you could really win a lot of money by not doing anything at all. And for the longest time, gambling on, on professional sports has been illegal here in the state of Florida and really every other state except for Nevada. However, the Supreme Court just struck down uh, an old law that banned legalized uh, sports betting in uh, in pretty much all the states. A 6-3 ruling struck down the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, a law passed in 1992 that barred state-authorized sports gambling uh, with some exceptions. Nevada, 
the only state where a person could wager on the results of a single game. That's why all these websites and these apps and things, they started in Nevada and they went nationwide, then they got shut down. And if you're in a casino in Las Vegas, you can pretty much bet on anything you want and it's okay. But if you're here in Florida, you can't unless it's like the dog track. You know, best bet allows you to go to the dog track and and gamble. You know, and I guess the difference, there's different kinds of betting. And this is something that's near and dear to my heart because I really love gambling. I really love getting something for really nothing. Um, but, you know, it, it, when I lived in New Jersey and New York for a while, I used to go to Atlantic City and play blackjack, play craps, which to this day I still don't understand. But it was just so much fun to play. But sports betting is something that I think everybody gets. Everybody gets. You have two teams. They're battling it out. You pick the winner and you get paid. And, yeah, then, of course, you have the the, the point spread and the lines and this and that. But on the on the basic, basic level, it's basically which team do you think is going to win? And if your team wins, you get money. It's like the horse races. Which horse are you picking to win? If your horse wins, you get paid. If your horse loses, you don't. Uh, you know, and, and anyone who anyone who's spent any time gambling at all realizes that gambling is prolific. I mean, it's everywhere. You know, we go to I go to Best Bet to play poker uh, from time to time. And I like to do the, the poker tournaments. It's a great time. Um, you know, and poker, a lot of people will say is not gambling. It's a game of skill. It's something that you actually have to be good at. Uh, and, you know, when I'm good at it, I'll argue that as well. But when I'm bad at it, I say, ah, it's just a stupid game of chance. You know, if I lose $200 at the poker table, like, ah, I shouldn't gamble. But if I win, I go, man, I am skilled at this sport. Um, where was? Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, there's games of chance. There's games of skill. And then there's, there's sports betting, which is not really a game of chance because the people playing are skilled at it. So, you know, see, it's all this different mentality and people have different reasons why or why not these types of gambling should exist in society. Now, here in what's, you know, basically considered the South for a long time, one of the problems that people had with gambling was a religious problem. You know, you're not supposed to gamble. God doesn't like it. It's, I think it's one of the commandments. If it's not one of the commandments, it's one of like the sub-commandments or the unwritten command, commandments. But uh, gambling is not something that, they, that the people in the Bible have, have told you you should do. It's basically, you know, against God's law. And the Baptist churches and the Lutheran churches and the and the Episcopalian churches and the Catholic Church, to some extent, uh, you know, have gone out and, and argued in favor of of banning legalized gambling because because it is a sin. Also, people say there's a safety issue when you build a casino, when you build any kind of uh, you know venue where people can go and gamble. You also get a lower class of person you get a criminal type of person who maybe wants to take advantage of people who are winning and losing money they always say that crime elevates in areas where there's there's gambling involved however when i go to best bet i feel super safe i mean i got cops all over the place and i know everyone has a camera on them like i'll get up from the table i'll leave my cell phone and my sunglasses and my bag there because i know there's 19 cameras on it and when i come back from the bathroom everything's exactly where i left it so I don't buy the safe. Maybe outside there's like a safety issue. Yeah, I go to Vegas every now and then. It seems not only like the safest place on earth, but very beautiful. You know, everybody's driving around in an expensive car and eating steak and wearing a Rolex. I mean, everyone but me. 
You know, it, it just seems like, uh, yeah, but that is another issue. A lot of community leaders don't want gambling in their communities because they feel it brings in the wrong element and it brings down the property values and it, and people just won't want to, uh, want to move there. And then of course there's, there's the, uh, the, the, uh, flip side, the people that want to legalize gambling. And those are the people mostly who say, Hey, if we legalize gambling, think of all the taxes we're going to be able to collect. Think about that. You legalize gambling and man, look at the lottery. Look at how much money we get for education from the Florida lottery or the Powerball or any of these other, uh, you know, lot. There's like there's like a thousand. There's like pick five, pick four, pick 19. There's so many. There's so many of them. Uh, but basically, you're sitting there and you're saying, OK, if we legalize this, if we take it out of the back rooms, because, look, everybody knows a bookie. Right. I worked. I went to college and one of my fraternity brothers was the bookie. He was like a finance major, you know, very, a very nice guy. I think he's a lawyer now. But in college, he was a finance major. He was good with numbers and he loved sports. So every Sunday, we'd all give him our money. We'd all place our bets. He'd track all the action. And then at the end of the day, he'd pay out whoever won and keep the money from whoever lost. And he wasn't a leg breaking bookie. I mean, he was like a skinny Asian kid. He wasn't going to break anyone's legs. But he, you know, everyone was, it was like a, you know, it was an upscale clientele and you had the, the honor system and that kind of thing. But everybody knows that guy or that girl who does that for your group of friends. Now, if you legalize it, guess what happens? As soon as you put it in a, in a, in a casino or a place like Best Bet or any kind of new area or put it online, you can not only allow people to gamble on sports, but you can charge fees and you can collect taxes. And isn't that just something fantastic for Isn't that another great way to, to make some money for the government? You know, maybe tax the, uh, tax the sales of items less, tax the income less. We're already getting tax cuts from Donald Trump. If we take that money and we go gamble it on sports and we win, I'll be honest with you. I'd be happy to give a little percentage of it over to somebody. A little percent, not a big one. 3401045. Listen, we got to take a break, but it looks like now that the Supreme Court has struck this down, every state in the United States can legalize sports gambling on professional and amateur sports is that something you think we could benefit from and is that something you want to see here in florida 340-1045 your phone call is coming up on the mark show on news 1045 this is the mark show and my name is mark thanks so much for joining me today hey mark hold on this now hold on now we're Hey, Mark I guarantee if the state of Florida said that the only place you could bet on sports was in churches so that the churches could get their rake, they'd be all for it. The reason churches don't want people to gamble is because it takes money away from them tithing. Follow the money, Mark Follow the money. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the churches are appreciating you calling it the rake, <laughs> but but I mean in a way it's very it's very similar to you're right. I mean and I don't think the churches would be opposed to it, especially if you're winning. I mean think about this: if you bet big on a horse race or if you bet big on uh, March Madness, you know, and all like if you were the one that said Virginia is going to get knocked out in the first round and you cough cough up a cool twenty grand, the church knows ten percent of that is coming to them. I mean if you are a good Catholic or a good Christian. In fact, a couple years ago, my school, uh, my kids go to school, and, and it's a Catholic school, and they had a raffle, and my wife won the raffle. 
which was really awkward because I was hosting the raffle. And when I was handed the winning ticket for the grand prize, which was a cash prize, I had to read my wife's name. And everybody in the room, I mean, it was the most awkward experience of my life. Everybody in the room thought it was fixed. I swear to God, it wasn't. And so my wife and I went home and we celebrated. And then the next day we went to church. And the first thing that happened at church was father came up to me and said, congratulations, I heard you had a windfall yesterday. And I knew, you know, it was unwritten, like it was, you know, kind of like the Godfather when he says something and you got to interpret it. And I knew, yes, I did. And of course, we will do right by the good Lord and the and the church because we want to get into heaven. I mean, if I have to buy my way in, at which at this point is probably the only way I'm going to get there, then I'm all about it. But I mean, sports betting, any sports winnings, you would have to tie that too, I would think. There's any priests listening to the sh- eh, who am I? There's no priests listening to the show. Neil from South Georgia, how are you? What do you want to say? I'm doing great, and I don't know exactly what to tangle with right now. But uh, talking about the churches and the and the religious sector being against gambling, I mean, I understand about the churches and raffles and bingo and stuff. But I mean, think about the Jewish guys that are dreidels. I mean, golly, there's a lot of money to bet on those things. They're betting on dreidels. You never heard of the dreidel game? No, what's the dreidel game? Is that oh like the shell God. game or? It's no, it's the spinning top game. No, I know what it is, but I didn't know you bet on it. I thought you know you oh made it God. out of clay, and when it's dry and ready, with dreidel, I will play. Like, isn't that the there thing? You go. You're almost there. <laughs> oh, I didn't, man. I didn't know I was. I didn't know the, that they were betting on dreidels in Jerusalem. That's crazy. Where have I been all these? Where have I been all these years? Bonnie from the North Side, how are you? Hey. Hey, Bonnie. What do you think about legalizing this sports betting in in Florida? Good thing, bad thing. I think it's an excellent thing. You think so? I would like I would like to see it carried on, and we get casinos going on around here. Man, I'll tell you what. I pray every day that they find out Jacksonville was built on an Indian reservation, so we could get like a Hard Rock casino up in the joint. Well, what do you think about putting one down at the landing? You think it improve us? I mean, you could put anything at the landing, and it would improve at this point. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks, thanks so much. You could, there's, there's a lot of things you could put at the landing that would make it better. You can throw a dollar bill on the ground and increase its value. But, look, here's the thing. If if we had legalized gambling in Jacksonville, and I've always been a proponent of this, and I know it's probably never going to happen, but if you throw a casino down there right uh, at the you know on the water near the Jag Stadium, near the landing, you put up a big hotel because you need a big hotel because when you have a casino people drive in and they bring all their money they drive in they get a hotel room they leave all their money behind they go home they make some more money and then they come back and it's one of the best ways to invigorate an area that needs invigorating invigorate yeah invigoration well you know what i'm talking about and we have some great very successful casinos here in florida the uh the hard rock casino in hollywood florida is world renowned they host poker tournaments they host all kinds of uh expos they have major acts and and uh, you know i what do you like performances that come there also in tampa tampa's hard rock uh casino is right across from the amphitheater so people go to the casino they gamble they go see a show they come back and it reinvigorates the the entire city. 340-1045. Sports gambling in Florida. Is this a good thing? Has the Supreme Court done us a service? 340-1045. More of your phone calls coming up on the Mark K Show on News 1045 WOKV.
Yeah, it is. My name's Mark Hay. Thank you so much for joining me today, folks. Happy Monday. The Supreme Court just, man, they just smashed a bit of 6-3. That means that somebody went, uh, uh, you know, with a side that they're not accustomed to going to. Uh, but so they basically uh, they cut down this law that was forbidding New Jersey from allowing its patrons in Atlantic City and elsewhere to bet on sports, both professional and amateur sports. Uh, this now breaks a monopoly that currently Nevada held, where the only place you could st- you could uh, you could gamble on sports was in Nevada, and now New Jersey, you know, is they're going to open this up immediately. Florida could be another contender for a place where you can gamble on sports, meaning you could go someplace, throw a wager down on a Jaguars game, or you know, bet on uh, you know what any of the, the Super Bowl, hockey, probably March Madness. You could bet on Florida. You could bet on the Gators, although probably you want to bet against the Gators. Just you know, helpful. This is a pro tip. Three four zero one zero four five. This is Joanna or Jonna, pardon me, from Orange Park. Hi, Jonna. How are you? What do you want to say? Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. I uh, yeah, I just wanted to um, call in and respond to the gentleman who called a few minutes ago and uh, made the comment about why he believed that churches are opposed to the gambling. Um, and I think he said that the churches are opposed to it because it takes away from the tithe. Mm. And I just want to say that is not true. Um, churches, at least the, m- many of the evangelical churches that I'm aware of, are opposed to gambling because gambling uh, has a tendency, not in everybody, but in a lot of people, to prey upon um, the weak and the vulnerable. And those are the people that we are sworn to take care of. Um, and so I just, I know there may be some churches out there that are not opposed to it, but most evangelical churches are opposed to gambling. And I've been involved in um, a situation where they they um, they were going to uh, bring that best bet out here to Duval County on yeah. Highway 17. Yeah. And my, my church um, adamantly opposed to it. We had people from all the local churches, many of the pastors that came out, um, and spoke to the county commission in, in stark opposition to that. So yeah. I, I don't believe that too many churches um, would be um, okay with, with legalized gambling. All right, John, and that seems to be the case here in, uh, in, in North Florida and South Georgia and a lot of other, uh, you know, a lot of other parts of the South. And I appreciate you calling and explaining it to me. That's uh, really good. By the way, I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all about the best bet, so I wouldn't be able to partake in that. But, you know, look, the tithing is a big issue. If you, if you think about it, if you have somebody who, who wins, and I know not most people do when they start gambling, but if you, if you have somebody who plays the lottery and they win $500 million and they give their church a million or $2 million, you know, I feel like the church would take it. I feel like that, you know, that's one of those situations where everyone benefits. And if you go to the casino and you lose money or if you, you know, like if I buy a lottery ticket, for example, I still give 10% of my income to the church. Well, okay, maybe like 8.7%, yeah, some, between 7 and 10% of my income. But, you know, I'm not going to give less to the church because I bought the lottery ticket. On the contrary, typically what I do is if I know I have, for example, a poker tournament coming up or some money on the Jaguars game later that day, I will go to church and I will throw more money in the collection plate and I will pray harder than I have ever prayed before. And I know that a lot of Sundays in the fall, a lot of people are on their knees in my church saying, dear Lord, please don't let Blake Bortles throw it on his foot again and get it intercepted. Dear Lord, please, we want to beat the Patriots. You know, and not all prayers are answered, but I kind of feel like that. 
I kind of feel like that does happen. Hey, uh, thanks again for the call. 340-1045 if you want to get through. Gambling is now back on the table. No pun intended. At least sports betting. And a lot of people, you're already betting on sports. Why not make it legal? Is it something that Florida should jump on? Is this an opportunity for us to make more money? You know, uh, it goes back to Rick Scott, who, you know, a couple uh, months ago, right after Parkland, he had that huge uh, press conference and he said, look, we will put armed personnel in every school. We will make every school safer. We will boost security. We will do whatever we have to do to make this happen. And he said, other projects, they're going to go, they're going to go away for a minute. Other that you know, we're going to have to put some stuff back on the back burner. And that's just one of the sacrifices we're going to have to make to keep our children safer. Well, what if we legalize sports gambling, tax it, and use that money to either A, keep our schools safer, or B, replenish the money we took from the other projects to make our schools safer? You know, this is something the Supreme Court has already said that it's unconstitutional for the government to uh, I'm sorry. They've said basically it's constitutional for the government to pass laws. But if there isn't a law, then it's up to the states. And isn't that what we're all about? States having more power to, to you know decide their own fate. States having more power to enact their own laws. States having more power to say, hey, look, this is our state. This is what we want to do. This is how we feel. This is how we act. This is how we want to spend our money. Same reason Florida doesn't have an income tax. There's no income tax in Florida. Thank God for that. And look at how look at how much our state has benefited. I mean, we got, and this is one of the most populated, this is one of the fastest growing, and this is one of the richest and most powerful states of all 50. And a large portion of that is because there's no, there's no income tax. And a lot of other states have followed. You'd be shocked at how many states now have no income tax because they realize the overall benefits. What if you had legalized gambling? I mean, I imagine Nevada's doing pretty okay. 340-1045. Jim from St. Augustine. Uh, thanks for calling the Marques Show. What do you want to say? Yeah, I have a question. Why do Seminoles have so much power over gambling here? I'm from western Pennsylvania, and we had no gambling until about 15 years ago. Now they casinos all over the place. Yeah. My daughter lives in uh, up in a Buffalo where the Seminoles ran the gambling there for a while. Yeah. And out of nowhere, city of Buffalo has a casino. Niagara Falls has a casino. The state approved it, so it tells me the government can do what they want in this state. I mean, did they make a treaty with the Seminoles in 1888 when they threw them out of here or what? I'll tell you. uh, That's a great question. As I believe, I mean, as I understand it, the Seminoles own the land. It's like a reserve. It's a reservation, and we gave the land back to them. And so what that means is... They make their own laws. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to follow the laws of the land, the state of Florida or the United States of America. The Seminoles on their reservation, and that's why so many Indian casinos like the Choctaw Resort and, you know, a lot of the ones out uh, out west, that's why they're, they're so lucrative. And that's why they do it, because there is no law against gambling in the Indian culture and in the Native American culture. And so they, so they, they got all our money. You know, we all go, we drive to their casinos, we give them all our money, and they benefit and they get jobs and that kind of thing. And that's why uh, the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood and the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa, that's why they're so, that's why they control it, because it's their land, you know? Uh, as far as I, I mean, I could be wrong. It could just be that they're all big fans of, uh, they all went to FSU. Who knows? Three, three, four, oh, 
1045. This is Kelly in Jacksonville. Kelly, thanks for calling the Marques show. What do you want to say? Um, apparently I missed uh, the first part uh, where you were talking about the Indians and their gambling. I just know uh, I caught the part where the lady and all her churches got together and voted against it. Yeah. Um, for the Duval County. But they, um, to me, I, I think that, that there's nothing. You're right. It can become a problem. Gambling can with some people, but it also can be jobs. And like you say, if, if it comes in and it gets taxed and we can use that for the schools, for help for uh, security and whatnot, then I'm all for it. I have no problem with it. Uh, anything can become a problem if you let it. Texting and driving has become a problem. But churches shouldn't be the ones that delegate what everybody else should do. If they want to go to church and do right by themselves, then I have, you know, that's fine. But don't, don't delegate to everybody else that that's what they're supposed to do, that, you know. You know what? That's a great thought. And I actually there's there's a bigger, deeper issue uh, with something that you just mentioned. And I wish I could get into it, but I have to take a quick break. So we'll get into it right after this quick break. Three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. This is the Mark K Show on News 1045 WOKV. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks for being here. Uh, Supreme Court, man, just blowing open the door. They took like a batting ram just just smash it to smithereens saying hey now states can uh decide if they want to legalize sports betting sports betting betting on baseball uh betting on basketball by the way betting on baseball is about the only thing that will make that sport interesting you know i, n- I never knew why people thought baseball was so interesting until i realized they were betting on it and then you're really in then you're going to be all excited about it uh but football you know same thing Bas- uh, basketball hockey i mean you know stanley cups you could probably bet on hockey eh you could be like, I'm gonna win some money, eh? I'm gonna bet on the Leafs, eh? Oh, well, actually, don't bet on the Leafs because I think they're, I think they're out of it. Three four zero one zero four five. Michael in Fernandina Beach. Good, uh, good morning. What do you want to say? Uh, the deal with the Seminole Indians. The Indians follow federal law. They don't follow necessarily the state law when it comes to such things as gambling, drinking, and such. Mm. That, if you remember, I don't know how familiar you are with Jacksonville, but out at uh, Cecil Field, you had a federal base there. That land was turned over to Jacksonville, but still under federal jurisdiction per se to come back in in case of war training, mm-hmm. they can take it back over. Mm-hmm. There is a gentleman's club out there. There was a big controversy about allowing drinks in a gentleman's club, strip club, whatever you wish to call it. And that strip club was able to sell drinks at a strip club at the time. I don't know if it's changed, but that's the way it was. And one other thing, I don't understand why anything that is quote unquote un, uh, that is illegal that people seemingly will let it slide as long as we can tax it. Mm. If it's illegal, it's illegal. Taxing it does not make it legal. Well, I mean, that's a great point. It, it, making it legal makes it legal. But if you think about it, alcohol is legal and alcohol is taxed. And for a long time, alcohol was not legal during Prohibition. So, you know, it, the people changed their minds about it. And, you know, this seems to be the same case with, with uh, you know, not even that, but the, the law that was passed was deemed unconstitutional. And until a new law is passed, the states now have their own right to do everything. And isn't that what we're all about? Don't we want smaller government? Don't we want, I know some of us do, but some of us don't. Uh, don't we want the uh, states to have more power to say, this is 
our state. This is what we want our state to be. We're going to vote for people that are going to help create that. And we don't want the federal government coming in here and saying what we can and we can't do. And if the churches, as that one lady mentioned, you know, and this was the point I wanted to make, if the churches, if they step in and enough of the parishioners get together and voice their opinions and say, as citizens, church-going citizens, Christian citizens of this state, we do not want uh, gambling to be legalized, and they go and they elect officials and they and they go to Tallahassee and they make sure that their voices are heard. And the Senate and the Congress they vote against it or they don't, you know, issue any kind of proclamation saying, "Oh yes, we're going to legalize uh, sports betting." If they win out, well, then that's that's the way it goes. That's the way anything works. You know, it, it doesn't matter that a bunch of churches got together and shut down the poker room, uh, you know, in Duval County when they wanted to go. It matters that a bunch of citizens got together and they said, we have an objection to it. And there were more of them than people that said, we really want it. You know, the majority ruled in that situation. And that's why, uh, you know, that's why it's interesting. To see, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now. You're going to be opening up the same fight. In every single state. But as far as, you know, it's collecting taxes on it, there's a lot of money in gambling, especially sports betting. And if you're thinking to myself, ah, sports betting, I don't even I don't even know anyone who sports bet. Walk around and ask your friends if they've ever been part of a fantasy football league. Because every guy and every girl and every coworker and every neighbor and every friend whoever hits you up in Oct- in August and says, Hey, we're having a uh, you know we're having a draft for my fantasy football league. It's only a hundred dollars for the season. They're starting. You could win three grand by the end of this thing. Anybody who does that is gambling on sports, which basically is at least everybody that works at this company and most of my neighborhood and pretty much every dude I know. It's a lot of money up for grabs. Three four zero one zero four five. That's the number, but don't call because I gotta go. We'll be back tomorrow though with another all new Mark K show starting at eleven a.m. Stay tuned. The news and Rush Limbaugh is next on News one zero four five WOKV.